Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I am your host, Logar the Barbarian. And I'm joined today by Dirk, the creator of Mirror Anarchy role-playing game. Dirk, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you for uh, inviting me to do this. No doubt. I, I, I'd seen your game floating around and checked it out. Now, could you tell our listeners what Mirror Anarchy is? Sure. It's a super, it's a, so when I put this out, somebody was like, a one page front and back is called a leaf. And I was like, I didn't know that, but it's a one page front and back minimalist little RPG that uses a 2D6 system where you roll against a, um, a difficulty that's easy, medium or hard. And those difficulties are six, eight or 10. It's, it's sort of a uh, inspired by loosely inspired by a tunnel goons. Um, which is also a minimalist little system. It's actually smaller than Mirror Anarchy Tunnel Guns is, but uh, Mirror Anarchy is just a minimalist little fantasy adventure game that you can uh, print and play. It's totally free. You have more than just that, though, going on here. You've got you've got all kinds of stuff out there or that you've been posting and putting out for the game. Could you tell us about some of those things that you've got out there? Yeah, so this project started sort of mid-pandemic somewhere. I don't know what mid-pandemic is anymore because it just keeps <laughs> going on, but it sort of started early on in the pandemic of um, it was this big game that went through a bunch of different iterations. It was supposed to be a tabletop sort of clone of dwarf fortress. So you could run like a fortress of dwarves and it was way too fiddly. It was way too big. And I was like, you know what? I want to, I want to distill this down into its essence. And so over the next few months, just on and off, I worked on it and I got it down into a page So a bunch of the stuff that's come out for it, like the monster generator and the NPC generator, these are just little sort of generators that are like supplemental to the game. They were part of the big mass project. Um, Now I'm just pulling those out. I'm taking all the components and I'm reducing it down into charts. So like you were saying, there's a monster book. There's an NPC book uh, for generating NPCs. Uh, There's an arcane secrets book. So you can spells in mirror anarchy. There's no spell list. You can randomly generate spells. So you basically have like a descriptor and effects, and then you sort of interpret what those things do. Same thing with monsters. There's no uh, bestiary. It's all randomly generated. So so you don't ever sort of repeat the same thing over and over again. It's I, I wanted to do some sort of analog procedural gener- generation. There's a world builder book. So you can procedurally generate a uh, history and a, a map for your uh, game. And then uh, I also released an OSR conversion, so you could easily convert like NPCs and um, OSR PCs and OSR monsters into mere anarchy. It's super simple. Uh, it's a super, super simple conversion system. So I'm actually fairly proud of that little conversion system. I I, I have to be honest, like I have been, I, I've been playing these games for so long and it, sometimes it feels that like, trying to start a game and get into a new game, you get these massive books and there's so much you have to relearn. And it's hard to get started that I've really been appreciating like a trend of rules, like role-playing games. It's, you can just start playing. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm in, I'm in the same boat. I just don't have, I don't have time to go and learn a brand new system. And if, if I've got hundreds of options for something, I'm just like, you know what, I want to sit down and for a couple hours, just sort of like, you know, space out, escape. And I don't need like a heavy rule system with everything. I'm really into, let's just make stuff up sort of as we go and, you know, have this sort of group narrative that we're experiencing with a little bit of randomness to it. That's, that's sort of where I am right now as a gamer. 
I like. I think there's a lot of folks that are that that have similar feelings towards gaming right now. I know when I was younger and I could sit there and, and I didn't have all the responsibilities that I have, you know, as a father and, and all these other roles that I play in my life. And I could sit there and just read a 300 to 600 page rule book. That was one thing. But now it's like, hey, I just want to play the game and get going. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same thing for me. I'm in the I'm in the exact same spot. I wish that people would put out like audiobooks of big thick rule books for games so I could just so I could just listen to the audiobook while I'm doing something else. But there's no audiobooks. There's not like a I don't know if there is there a Dungeon Master's Guide audiobook so I can just listen to people read rules. You know, I actually I may be wrong, but I could have sworn someone just mentioned there was one for I can't remember what it was if it was D&D or another system had put out an audio book for as like uh, for like the deaf essentially was the intent so that if you were deaf you or not deaf, I'm sorry, the blind mm-hmm. so that you could hear it. Um, Cause yeah, that would work. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I heard that someone had just put out an audio book okay. of the blind so that they could listen to it and be able to play. I can't remember who that was. That would make it easier to get through a 600 page rule book. I mean, or, two 300 page three 200 page books whatever it ends up being i was just gonna say i imagine it'd be confusing as hell though like just trying to like listen to that for like 15 minute snippets each day and like figure out what's figure out what's going on without any like sort of visual reference to anything and i think it helps if you're working with less heavy rule set as well yeah so you don't have as much like if you're talking like bullet points like they do with like old school essentials and some of these things coming out now where they distill the information instead of giving you the wall of text that we're so used to and the wall of text has been the norm in the gaming industry since i've been in it you know i've been playing these games since the late 80s and like it's always been wall of text and discovering things where it's like hey we just need the bullet points it's like oh why didn't someone think of this before Yeah, it's it's so much easier. And it also goes back to that really the interpretation element for the for the players and the whoever's running the game where you give them those you give them those sort of foundational pieces and then let them run with it instead of like, you know, I don't need a chart for a bunch of different types of uh, wall material and then like a percentage of how difficult it is for me to to climb that like I don't need a chart for that. There's certain things I just don't need. I just don't need anymore. I'm just like, hey, you know what? It's a uh, if you get above a, you know, if you get a five or a six, you're it's a success. And it just seems like things like that to me right now. I'm gravitating to that where it's just how do we how do we simplify play so we can just get on and like have some kind of cool uh, story or s- some kind of cool session that generally would devolve into um, complete madness. But <laughs> you know, I just don't want to look up stuff in books anymore. And like yep. you said, I don't have time to read like a big thick book, so. Yeah. And one of the things that I think really started me going in towards like minimal style gaming years ago, like looking for like into OSR games and stuff like that was combat's a bear sometimes. And you can spend an entire session on one battle. It's like, it gets so complicated and like, we don't, I don't need that many rules. We don't need 500 different things going on at once, having to look up a new role for a hit. A hit can be a hit, whatever kind it is. If you want to do it this style or that style, just yeah. do it. 
That's yeah, my I, take on it. No, I, I, I mean, I, I feel the same way. I know that people have like differing opinions on this. Some people like like heavy levels of crunch. Somebody, some people like that heavy levels of strategy and combat. Um, I right now I'm really like I like these sort of um, interpretive uh, range systems. You know, it's either close, it's either it's either close or it's far, um, or it's out of range or something. Same thing with combat. Also, I don't need like huge numbers. Like for me at this point, I'm like, you know what, if it's more than two digits, I'm sort of done. Like if I have, <laughs> and if I have to multiply or divide, like I'm totally done. Like I'm just, <laughs> I'm just like, I can't deal with it. <laughs> We're trying to play make-believe here, not do math homework. <laughs> no. Yeah. I, I always think of the game, uh, fatal. Have you, do you know this game fatal i don't think i've i don't think i've seen that one if i have it doesn't ring a bell i sort of love it even though it's 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 absolutely terrible like it's in bad taste and it's sort of somebody spent a lot of time on it though but i i kind of still love it because it has like d ten thousand charts and and i i kind of love that uh absurdity to things yeah i still don't have i still don't have time for it though like that's what it comes down to how did you like what were you playing before how did you get into like what led you to wanting to make your own system and stuff like that i'm curious to know so in 2014 or 2015 i released a game called far away land oh yeah, I'm, I'm familiar with that one yeah i didn't yeah, realize that was you that's cool <laughs> yeah uh that was me and um Last last year, I, I did a Kickstarter for a big, thick Faraway Land book. It's about 400 pages. It's called Adventures in the Materiosphere. And it's just this book where it's like Faraway Land stuff in space, but it was all connected back to the core of fa Faraway Land, sort of expanding the story of everything. And um, I, didn't, I didn't play a lot during the pandemic. Most of my time uh, in the last two years has been working on that book. And I just... I got super burned out on big projects and I was like, you know what? I, I kind of love faraway land still, but I need to do something to like clean the palette. And I want to do like, I just want to work on little stuff that I can get out quickly and, you know, sort of build a little bit of community around it, get feedback, see if other people want to build stuff in it. Also something that if I go camping or something, I can just take in a tiny box and I can just bust out and we can play for like an hour and a half or it, it just, or if there's people that are around me that haven't played before um, and they're like, Hey, I've never played a game like this. And then it's like, Hey, this is super easy. And then they're into it sort of immediately. That was sort of the goal. So it was to break away from just a, a massive project and use it as a palate cleanser to move on to something um, more distilled and, and, and more sort of elegant, at least in my opinion. I think what I've noticed personally when it comes to like getting a game on the table with our group is that when we're looking at something more large and more complex, it's harder for us to try it out and run like a little one shot or a short campaign with it because of all that extra stuff that goes with trying to learn it. But when it comes to a lot of the indie games that are coming out that are easy to pick up on, those are much easier for us to get to the table quicker and be able to run with it and actually play the game. <laughs> so that's, that's like, I've got quite a few tomes from some big companies that I just, I would love to play them, but I'm not going to get a chance to run them. If someone's playing it and I yeah. got the time, I'm going to jump into those games. So yeah, I think that's great. And like you said, sometimes if we're like, Hey, let's play a role playing game. Well, I didn't, prepare for 20 hours you know before coming into this game it's yeah. nice to have something that we can just 
pull out and play like a board game. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I, I I think of it as like, you know, when I was a kid, you had like an Atari and it had a single joystick with like one button. Then you had the Nintendo and it had like a D-pad with a select start and then two buttons. And then you have Super Nintendo. And then now you've got like, I don't know how many buttons are on like an Xbox <laughs> controller. Like there's a bunch, there's like 10 or something, 10 or 11. And then you've got three different controllers. I don't have time to like learn the mechanics of most of these new games. And it's the same thing. It's like, I want a controller that just has two buttons. I want a game that just has two buttons, basically. That's that's just that's just where I'm at right now. I don't know where I'll be next year, but that's that's where I am right now creatively, is, is at least in gaming. I've got games that are as they I guess the word is crunch. <laughs> and that's a, a game that I've been exposed to over the last couple of years, or a term that I've been exposed to. Mm-hmm. I'd say I think it surfaced in my line of sight about a decade ago. I started hearing people call it crunch. Mm-hmm. And I've got a lot of games with. I'm running a Rifts campaign right now. Oh, nice! Palladium. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I love Rifts. Yeah. So I am no stranger to what they call the crunch. Yeah, I've got plenty of that stuff over there. I've got plenty of GURPS books. I played through years of this stuff, and uh, I'm no stranger to it. And there's tons of games out there that I love and have tons of books for that are on the crunch side. Cool mm-hmm. stuff out for it. I appreciate being able to take, like you said, you can take your existing AD&D book or something like that and be able to run it with a shorter, easier system and use all those ideas and monsters without having to need the tomes of complexity. So, yeah, I'm a fan of that. I appreciate what you're doing. Now, I'm going to ask you before we wrap up here, could you tell our listeners where they can find the game, uh, it's Mere Anarchy, correct? Yeah, where they can, yeah. can tell our listeners where they can find Mere Anarchy. Yeah, you can find Mere Anarchy at mereanarchyrpg.blogspot.com. Then that's just Mere, M-E-R-E, Anarchy, A-N-A-R-C-H-Y, rpg.blogspot.com. As always, you can find us at wobbliesandwizards.com. You can find us on Facebook. Just search Wobblies and Wizards. We're pretty active on there. I'm on Twitter at Logar Harold Crom, and we've just started a Patreon for the podcast. That's just Patreon backslash Wobblies and Wizards. Your support would be much appreciated if you check that out. And as always, keep those dice rolling.